Our scripture reading today is the 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord my whole life long. The word of the Lord. I hardly ever use the pulpit, but it's sort of... Felt like I might do that today. Um, it's good to be back with you. I uh, took a weekend off a couple of weeks ago, and Mark and I went to go see some friends up in the Central Coast. And I was so delighted that my friend, the Reverend uh, Ed McRae, could come and be with you in worship. And I've heard great things about his his word and witness and presence among you. So I was grateful for that. And then I was. Especially grateful last Sunday for Don and Corey and Dina and everybody who just stepped in at the last minute when I needed to um, attend to to Nikki and be with her last Sunday. And but while I've been in the office for the last couple of weeks, I haven't been in worship. And for me, that just means my whole week is off. I I, I don't quite know what's happening. And so it's just really good to see you all and to remember my congregation. The scripture today uh, is from Psalm 23. It is, uh, for me, and I don't know, maybe for some of you, the very first scripture that I remember committing to memory. I think it involved candy, and it involved my children's choir at uh, at, uh, my, my home church, and if we came back the next week having memorized this particular psalm, we, I think we got candy, I think was the incentive, and it worked, um, because I re- remembered the psalm and always have, and I've been grateful for that, because it is probably the psalm I have recited more times in more places than any other psalm, and my guess is that many of you also have it committed to memory, and you have heard this psalm in many places, probably more often at funerals than almost anywhere else. It is a psalm that is known for bringing comfort in times of sorrow. It's also a psalm that is challenging in that it sort of reminds us that God is with us even in the midst of our most difficult times and the presence of our enemies that God, our shepherd, is the shepherd of even those with whom we disagree, even with those that we have cast aside, that God is the shepherd that gathers and brings us all into God's presence. Of course, psalms are songs. They are meant to be sung. They are meant to be prayed. They are sources of, of meditation And so I thought we would do something different today. I'm going to invite us to 
be in a more meditative place during this time of listening to God's Word, not just listening to the preacher, but listening for how this psalm might speak into your life right now. The scripture doesn't change and transform us. There's no point in reading scripture. Scripture is meant to sort of work within us. And with a psalm like this that is so familiar, that is so often repeated, sometimes we can miss what's really happening. And so I'm going to invite us to be more in a place today of a sort of guided meditation. So I'm going to invite you to sort of Put your feet on the ground, open your hands a little bit to be in a place of receiving, to be in a place of openness to wherever this time of reflection would lead you. If you are comfortable, go ahead and close your eyes and just allow God's Spirit to lead you in that way. Let us be still and be in God's presence. Caring God, in these moments you invite us to rest here as if we were lying down in green pastures. Welcoming God, lead us now beside still waters to restore our souls, frightened souls, Weary souls, troubled souls. The Lord is my shepherd. I have received all that I have ever needed. Fill my heart with gratitude for all that you have provided in each day of my life. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. What are the wants in your life right now? What is on your wish list of things that you desire? What is on your bucket list of things you hope to accomplish or attain? If you'd like, you could write them down or just take a moment to formulate that list of wants in your own mind. Our culture fills us with a great list of wants. $200 billion spent on creating want in our lives. What would it mean for us as individuals and us as a society to be guided 
not by our wants, not by our egos, but by love and goodness alone. To follow God so closely that our wish list disappears. God is our shepherd. The image of the sheep reminds us of a spiritual state, a place of radical trust. It is a kind of dependence upon God's compassion, a compassion that doesn't ever reject, but that only guides and leads, allowing us to live without want, putting an end to our envy and lust and greed and competitiveness and aggression. To live without want keeps us from judging ourselves and defining ourselves by what we attain so that we can instead turn our love toward others. We invite you to simply to be still, to know that in this moment you have everything that you need. God is our companion a constant presence guiding us to still waters, places of rest and renewal and wholeness. The psalmist says, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and this staff, they comfort me. There have been many this week who have walked through the darkest valleys of their lives. Those who are facing illnesses and unspeakable grief. Those facing oppression and racism, disappointments and uncertainty, loneliness and separation. We have all known dark valleys of our own. The psalmist says that even in dark times, God's rod and staff dispel our fear and offer comfort. To follow God doesn't mean that evil things are prevented or undone. It simply means that we are guided by the hands of a loving God and that that love can drive out fear and bring comfort. I invite you to think of a recent time when you were more guided by fear than by love. Could you have chosen love over fear in that situation? How might things have gone differently? Imagine some situations that might feel threatening to you. 
Imagine choosing love over fear because you know that God leads us by love and love alone and that only love can bring comfort. Fear leads us to want to have the last word, to lash out, to create division, crush another's spirit, feed our own egos. And there is no comfort there. Love alone can lead to comfort. God is our constant and faithful shepherd, offering steady guidance, gentle correction, and rescue when we are in trouble. Take a moment to know within your spirit God's guiding presence and peace with you always. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Some have a understood that phrase to mean that God rescues us from enemies and then blesses us in spite of them. But Jesus told us to love our enemies. So let's imagine what it looks like to eat at Christ's table with our, quote, enemies. In the ancient Near East, those who were invited to the table were promised safety and hospitality. At Christ's table, enemies become guests. We live in a time of great division. We're even members of the body of Christ. Find themselves clashing against one another. But in God's love and at God's invitation, we are invited to sit at table with one another, with those that we love and with those that we, those that we fear and condemn, dismiss, or even hate. God prepares a table of grace, promises to be with us in the midst of our fears, drawing us into the ways of peace and goodness and mercy. Let us imagine ourselves sitting at table, sharing fellowship with those we love, with those we have drawn ourselves apart from. Let us gather at God's table. You anoint my head with oil. Oil was used to heal the sick and anoint priests and kings before their special roles. God's love and grace anoints us, bringing us healing where there is sorrow and illness, 
and peace for our hearts when they become hardened with resentments and fears. Let God's anointing oils bring soothing peace and stillness to your hearts today. Imagine that oil on your forehead, on your face, on your body. May these oils of healing and anointing bring soothing to our places of pain, softening to places where we have become hardening, hardened, and comfort to our hurting world. Our cup overflows. We practice our faith by living lives of gratitude, noticing God's abundant abundance in our lives and sharing it with those around us. Through the eyes of faith, we see that our cup overflows and that we have all that we need and so much more. Take a few moments to be grounded in that, to be grateful for God's sustaining love. There is always enough. God's abundance and grace fills our lives. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord my whole life long. In Hebrew, to follow actually means something like pursue or to run after. Goodness and mercy are chasing us down. Goodness and mercy are not ambling along beside us, but are a concerted energy directed toward us. Picture two messengers named goodness and mercy chasing you down. If we can just slow down, if we could just disarm our hearts, if we could just be open to God's grace in one another. Goodness and mercy might be able to catch up with us. God's love is pursuing us. Like a gracious parent, God calls us back home. Smile and rejoice, for God's goodness and mercy are following you and me each and every day of our lives. Loving God, you call to us like a loving shepherd. In Christ, you came to us as the good shepherd. And through Christ, you sent us to feed your lambs, feed your sheep. And so, God, in these moments where we are reminded of your abundance, your goodness, and your mercy, reminded that you are our constant companion in both times of stillness and beauty as well as our darkest valleys. You are present with us. Tend to our hearts. 
tend to our souls. Lead us, God, to that which we need. Guide us, God, into caring for one another and for tending your sheep. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.